welcome back to 20 Good Minutes. Uh, we cannot find any other guests for this show, so Ben is here again. Ben, how are you? I'm getting... Right. When do we stop this? Do I have to sort of do a petition? <laughs> like, what do we need to make I, sure this never happens again? <laughs> we need... We need do you know what we need? We need officials. We need producers. We need something. something we need, like that. Yes, do I'm, we need a producer? What does a producer do? I don't even know. I produce, I imagine. Uh, no, it's good to be back. Good to be back on a podcast, which I thought I was the co-host of, but it's becoming more and more evident that I could be replaced at any podcast moment. I'm just, so, I, I feel like you do your best work when you're afraid of being of being replaced. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, I prefer, I, I need to be coddled, really. I don't like to be put under immense pressure, really. <laughs> so sorry. please start coddling me. Well, then you, you should read the reviews of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. They're very, they're very kind. Are they? Yeah. Are they actually good? Well, yeah, I mean, every single rating we've ever gotten was five stars. We're doing something have right. It, have people left actual written reviews? I don't know. I just saw the ratings. Oh, God, was tell it? me they haven't. Because that all... <gasps> they have! Oh, what do Shall they we, say? Have, I, have we ever read these out before? Uh, no, but we're also going to talk today about the standings of the top five leagues. We're going to have a great time going through that, describing PSG's team and strategy and detail. I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. Yes, read these. Yeah, it's just connecting because Apple's... Uh, platform is excellent, is what is what I'm going to say. You, it's you, you, why do you connect. say that? We're going to get sued now. Yeah, but I mean, by who? We're on Spotify. Well, they're going to get rid of Joe Rogan soon. We'll be we'll swoop in there, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> it's not a problem. Yeah. Um, a lot of the reviews are from quite a while ago. We could do some new reviews, really. So if you do listen on that on Apple. Uh, get on that. What, what do the reviews say, though? I've, I've, in, I, I looked it up on my phone one time, and it was just like all... The, it was the five-star ratings, which was the ego boost I needed for the day. Yep, but it was yep. zero... I, I didn't see the, the written stuff. Okay, well, Michael said, an enjoyable first 20. If you know Ben and Zealand from YouTube or Twitch, you'll enjoy this. Two charismatic personalities. I'd be fascinated to know how many people are listening to this that don't know who we are. That would surprise me. I would, I would definitely be surprised if somebody was listening to this and they didn't know who we were already. Yeah. Stu wrote, uh, great podcast, and liked the mention of my hometown club, Lincoln City, in the latest pod. It says Stu, but that's probably Tom FM. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then Gav, Gavis Stuter, which is like Batter Stuter, but for Gavins. Um, big Boy Pants, he put a very good podcast about football slash soccer by English and American FM streamers Dr. Benji in Zealand, both informative and humorous, and never sticking to the allotted 20 minutes. If you follow either on YouTube or Twitch, you won't be disappointed. Uh, he could be the producer. I mean, that was, that that was that, excellent. That's a better summary. That is a better summary of what the podcast is than the actual description I've written of what the podcast is. <laughs> yeah, I've, when I tell people, I go, it's me and someone called Zealand. Is that his yeah. real name? Yes, it is his real yeah. name. Weird. Uh, we do I a know. podcast. Yeah, and people people appear to enjoy it. So thank you for listening, everybody. Please people leave more appear, People appear to enjoy it, and so we're we're good. We'll keep going. We'll keep going until, <laughs> until no one enjoys it. Until neither of us enjoy it. We're just going to keep going. But no, I, no, I do, do you like doing the podcast? Do you look forward to it every week, or do you? Think yeah, no, I, I, I another I, twenty good minutes with him. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I postponed it today because I just couldn't get myself up to spend <laughs> five hours talking to you today. Because we recorded on the same day that we play the network save, which is this online save that we're in together. Which I'm currently. I am playing so well right now. Like, I'm at the top of the table. So <laughs> you're, you're going through your worst spell that I've seen uh, during the whole thing, which you're not enjoying it, are you? Because people, people can be quite critical of the network. Well, not, not, not the network save, just of, of personal performance. Oh, I had a comment yeah. today well, saying that, that I should stop uh, reveling in the misery of the others. I was like, that's the whole point of the network. The, game, the, what, what is, yeah, what are you supposed to do if you can't <laughs> revel in the misery of 
these other people that you're always yeah. trying to beat. I know he's hating it, but he's also aware of what he signed up for. So, you know, he's, he's allowed to hate it and we're allowed to revel. Stop he's reveling in the it. misery of others. No. Well, the thing is, we, like, people must be loving this because Jack and Kev aren't in this podcast. Because they, they the, some of the things those two talk about, like, oh, it's, it's so we do, I should clarify, we do, we do the network, say, with two other football manager creators, uh, Jack, who at the space, and Lelujo, Kevin Chapman, Lelujo. And, it's pretty normal for the most part but then there are moments where like you'd mute your microphone you had a moment like this which you, which you put on your clips channel didn't you you mute mm. your mic and then you think i'll just talk to my own audience and everything will be calm and you'll unmute and you'll hear the most ridiculous sentences come out of the mouth of mainly those two when we, we've discussed the health of lelujo's anus at least the last what? three like you know what? and, and that's... jack keeps bringing it up why I know. does jack keep why? bringing it up and it's I like gotta bring it now. Now I have to talk about it. Now those words have to come out of my mouth. I've got a bad taste in my mouth. I'm gonna have to. I need to go Listerine again. Yeah, it's we just, made him sit on an egg. We did. Room, we, we we did. We 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 bullied him into sitting on an egg, and that was that was. Uh, we were testing Lelujo's seat cushion, and if you were wondering, the egg didn't break. He sat on an egg. Oh, and I can't it didn't break. break. And yeah. that egg I mean, is what, being sold at auction for about fifty thousand dollars right now. Yeah, if you, I was guess if you've never watched the network game, if this hasn't sold it, then I understand why. Uh, so yeah, that we do that every Thursday for those that are curious. But, uh, US, US time one till five, uh, UK time. Was it one till five? Was it two? There's two in it. Sorry, so two till two till six. Uh, UK time seven till eleven. There you are. So if you're ever curious, get involved. Well, in it's it's just a generally good time. Do we have any more reviews on this on this podcast? We don't have any more reviews. This is the thing. We need more reviews, please. Uh, do we? I, I don't know how these things work. I got to be honest. I have no, zero got... idea how to grow a podcast. We kind of just sit down and do this and just throw it out into the world. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can leave reviews on Spotify, but you can leave reviews on Apple. So if you're listening via Apple, please do. Um, if you want to email me any reviews, drbenjfm at gmail.com. <laughs> I'll read any reviews out you've got. So if they are, the more cutting they are towards me, the less likely I'm to read them. So um, feel free to be honest, rate it out of, you know, five yeah. stars and send it over. Just, just title the email, podcast review, and then drbenjfm at gmail.com. The more detailed, the better, really. And we'll read those out on the next podcast. I appreciate your, your honesty there. We should probably talk about anything other than Kev's bowel movements today. Please. And please. that would be please. The, the five leagues. We haven't, done, we haven't done this in a few months, actually, where we, we swing. Actually, no. uh, yeah, we haven't. We, we swing through the five leagues and we give you an update so that you can be lazy and be marginally educated and talking to your friends. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Somebody has decided to try and saw a sidewalk in half right that, outside. No, no, we'll keep, keep us in the podcast. What are they doing? Can we I find out why? I mean, I, here, let me go look out my window. Yeah, on, right. I'll, I'll, so currently, Zin's left the desk and the yes. microphone to check what's going. <laughs> My window is closed, and it's still that loud. <laughs> now they are I cutting <laughs> some sort of sheet metal in the street for absolutely no. <laughs> cutting it into an artistic shape. Hold on, I'm coming back. It's all right. Oh, Welcome back. My, my guest, Zealand, is back. Hi, Zealand. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, bringing a live report from what's happening outside my window. Uh, yeah, they really did just have some sheet metal, and he just cut a design oh. into it. And uh, yeah, then Most just podcasts left. would cut that out, but not us. Oh, no. no. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, that stays in. That stays um, no, in. Okay, okay. Sorry, the, where, where, where? The, the, the new, leagues around the world. The leagues around the world. Yeah, this is the New York <laughs> experience. Apparently... The, 
These guys are uh, Barcelona fans or something. I don't want to talk about this. I, I would like to point out that I have a steak dinner wagered on whether Barcelona finishes in the top four, and they are currently in the top four. But barely. We'll start with La Liga, and this is where Real Madrid has gone from kind of chasing Barcelona's coattails after Ronaldo left to now Real Madrid mm. is is back. The question I'll pose to you, because, of yep. course, you are the guest on this podcast. Uh, in Thank that- you so much for having me once again. <laughs> Go on. Just catching stray bullets. How legit do you think Real Madrid is? Like, how close are they to the team that won three consecutive Champions Leagues? Because they're six points clear of Sevilla, who's in second. And then Sevilla's seven points clear of Real Betis, who's two points clear of Barcelona. So, like, Real Madrid is a clean 15 clear of Barcelona right now at the top. I think it's quite easy to make the argument that it's the weakest La Liga have been in a long time, right? Messi left and is, is beyond his peak. Barcelona are sort of makeshift at this point. Real Madrid are, are sort of long gone without Ronaldo at this stage. He's been there, he's been, they've been without him for a while. And have done well, actually, in fairness, to sort of reinvent themselves. Like Benzema is now like the top guy. Vinicius Junior is having a really impactful season. And they're still pretty good. When it comes to how legit they are, like I don't think they're a top four team in Europe. I wouldn't say. I think there are probably four stronger, maybe five stronger. It's pretty close. Um, so I, I think there'll still be like a challenger within the Champions League. But domestically, as I say, I think the, the fact that the league is, league is quite weak. No one's on like an amazing run of wins or anything like that. It's all quite stop-start at the moment. Um, and I don't really see that changing for the rest of the season. I would be amazed if if Madrid didn't win it. I think the sheer amount of quality they've got compared to the other sides around them says something to me that Sevilla and Betis are suddenly within the top four and Atletico Madrid are the team struggling under Simeone. Um, so I think that they're still good, but they're nowhere near the level of the, the side that was winning consecutive Champions League. No, uh, Atletico Madrid pays Simeone, the firstborn child of every club administrator, to be able to manage this team, and they're in fifth. That 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 can't happen. Real Betis, in particular, like Sevilla's always been good. Uh, they've always what what are they? The kings of the Europa League, right? That's yes. the thing that they always win. And so it, them being in second is not a huge surprise. Atletico Madrid having thirty six points from twenty two matches, ten wins out of twenty two, just feels really bad to me. Barcelona's at least unbeaten in its last five. Xavi's kind of turning, like uh, turning them around. Yeah, it's interesting. So you think, oh, if a team is top of La Liga by six points. After 23 matches, you're thinking that team might just be the best team in the world, but you don't really feel that with Real Madrid. Even though no. Vinicius Jr., like the faith has been repaid, you know, they had to stay dedicated to him for a couple of years, but he has come good. And Benzema's legitimately great, but would anybody in their right mind actually take Benzema as a competitor for best player in the world? I don't think so. Uh, probably probably not but I feel like he's always been there's a category isn't there below like the considered elite and he's always sort of at the top of that which is probably a little bit unfair depends how wide your scope is for elite players I guess because he's always in the conversation he's always been seen as sort of the enabler of other players first and foremost uh, Ronaldo and of course Bale was a part of that as well as the other players and again we're now getting really like good performances when you can you compare what Vinicius Junior is doing compared to the likes of Hazard who started nine games this year come off the bench I think in ten like it's it's, it's really underwhelming from from players where you you kind of expect Hazard is like the example of someone that you expected so much more of, and you look across the rest of the squad, they've still got Tony Cruz, they've still got Luka Modric, they've still got Casemiro. So while all these rebuilds are happening and these reinventions, especially at Barcelona, right, that's where it's most obvious. 
while they're happening, Madrid have got this ability to continue to be a really good side and at the same time revolutionise areas of their team rather than the whole thing. Because you look at the defensive uh, makeup of them, right? Alaba came in more recently. Militao is getting a lot more game time these days. They've, they've had the opportunity to do so and players like Marcelo have sort of stepped away and of course Ramos left. So it's not like they haven't been without change, but they've dealt with it so much better than anybody else and the league table sort of proves it. I feel like they anticipated it better than Barcelona, but to be fair to Barcelona, yes. they did have the heir apparent Nansu Fadi, but he seems to have the Polisic disease where his legs just fall apart every time he steps oh, on the field. No. And that's, and that's I joke about it. That's really unfortunate. It's, it's not his fault, right? Maybe he needs to do a little more yoga or they need to lock him in a cryogenic chamber for a year. But mm. he th that is, I feel like Real Madrid planned for this better. They've transitioned for it better. They got their new flair player, their winger. They signed Vinicius Jr. like six years ago when he was 16 years old in Brazil. And so they yeah. knew, and it was $40 million then, they knew that he was going to be good. They were right. They coached him up the right way. And Barcelona does appear to be to be fine. But Real Madrid's going to run away with La Liga. They're probably, yeah. I, I have to say, they're probably out in like the quarterfinals of the Champions League. It only yeah, comes feels, down to the draw. Like but they, they don't feel like a real threat to the whole thing. For me, either. Even the yeah. fact that they're winning La Liga is not as big of a deal as it used to be. It, it turns out, Z, if you take a player who scores a goal a game out of Barcelona's side, they're not as good. Uh, it turns out they're not as good. Shocked. Shocked. But, but the United States does have a player that plays regularly for Barcelona for the first time ever. And so that's something that I have to appreciate and have to mention so that... I, I actually am funneling money into the wager on the bingo card, and I have to mention the U.S. national team in the first uh, 20 minutes of the podcast. I think I just oh, stuck I it in gonna there. Say, yeah. I was going to say, who's, who's put bets on this week? Because you're really, you're really helping those people out. No, uh, where, where do you want to go next? Well, I, was, I, I, have a, I have a transition for you. Are you ready? Do you have your seatbelt? Oh, on? lovely. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. But I'm the, the, the second part of that question about Karim Benzema is you make the argument he's not even the best striker in the world because would you take him over Lewandowski? For example, no, no, you wouldn't. No, See, and I and I wouldn't. I wouldn't he's either. Very good. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's why I just don't think Real Madrid's that good. If your best two players are Vinicius Junior, who's finding himself, and Karim Benzema, who is the top level of elite, but he's not Lewandowski, who is having another predictably awesome year with a Bayern Munich team that I'm convinced will win every Bundesliga title for the rest of my life. <laughs> I mean, you'd be a brave man to bet against it. Yeah, Dortmund aren't really finding a way to deal with that but again this is this is Bayern Munich they are they're the team that Manchester United were basically where they can just continue to recycle their squad with elite players from within that same division and and stay as competitive as anybody else at the same time and, and they've got Thomas Muller scoring 10 goals this season it's like which is unbelievable is, right I mean yeah, that guy should have aged out of the really. team four years ago yeah Lewandowski is he's I mean, because of Harry Kane's drop-off is comfortably... I say comfortably. Benzema's probably, like, one of the closest players to him right now. Oh, there are he's, definitely he's the some people... The there are definitely some people that will say Benzema's better, but I just don't... I, I don't agree with them. No, there's... You know, they're, they're wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but, then around, but they're, then around him, the supporting cast around Lewandowski is really good. Where it was, We mentioned that Vinicius Junior is the guy for Benzema. Um, Sane's having a great year so far. So is Nabry. As we mentioned Muller as well. Those four... I've scored, I think between them, I've scored like 55 goals or something. That's undealable with for other sides in Germany. They just don't have that level of quality. Um, they're, yeah, they're, they're such a good side that you, they're going to be a real issue for anyone they come up against 
and there's no one in Germany that comes close to matching them. Even Dortmund, right? Haaland's got a better record this season than Lewandowski in terms of goal scoring. Um, goals per 90, his is 1.26, uh, whereas Lewandowski's is 1.19. Uh, and shout out to, uh, to Patrick Schick, by the way, from Leverkusen, 1.14. 18 and 18 he's got so far this year. Uh, but Haaland's got 16 and 14, and Lewandowski's got 24 in 21. All three of them have got more than a goal a game. Like, it's very, oh. very impressive. That, yeah, Patrick so Schick had a heck of a Euros, and it's interesting how sometimes that can carry over to the club level. Yeah, well, and... It's very rare. Like sometimes you have these players that are elite at international level and not quite ever up to it at club level. Or the reverse sometimes happens as well. I think Messi Messi had that issue for a while that he was never quite as good for Argentina as he was at, at Barcelona. But yeah, Schick's definitely come alive more recently. And um, well, they just beat, know, maybe, they just he, beat he, he Dortmund kind of moves. really bad. They just beat Dortmund five to two in the last match. I, I think it's a little unfair to say Dortmund never had a chance to touch them. They have had injuries. I know Erling Holland was out for like a month and a yeah. half. And anytime you're missing, yeah. he, like he, they've played 21 matches. He's only played 14. That's a problem. And Gio yeah. Reyna, who was supposed to kind of step in after Jaden Sancho left, he hurt his hamstring and he hasn't played in like three months. He just made his first appearance, I think, off the bench for like 15 minutes. And so Dortmund hasn't had their full complement of the next generation of no. like uber talented young players. But uh, I, I, the Bayern is the only team in this in this division. And you were talking about goals. They have 68 goals in 21 games. 68. That is yeah. 20 yeah. more goals than Real Madrid has in two more games, if you want to settle the whole striker argument. Lewandowski yeah. leads the line on arguably the most explosive offensive team in Europe. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very scary. On the reverse of that, you look, look at Dortmund, who are the closest challenges. You've got Royce is nearly, is nearly in double figures. Marlon's got a few. Of course, he's sort of the, the, the Haaland replacement, but it's just never going to be quite the same. Like, it's, it's funny. Jaden Sancho left. It's funny you bring him up, right? He, everyone would have been better served had he just stayed at Dortmund. <laughs> yeah, like I, they, they would have, 100%. Yeah. Uh, but but one, one player that's having a really good year at, at Dortmund is Jude Bellingham who a lot of a lot of people are excited about him i think he's wonderful absolutely wonderful i would love to see, love to see him at liverpool as sort of the natural henderson repla uh, replacement but yeah he could be Jude bellingham could be anything he wants he's he's elite already in my eyes like he's getting right up there yeah i was gonna say you better find a hundred million pounds somewhere because that's what's gonna take to buy that guy yeah, well, from you know, we'll just we'll we'll, we'll find it from somewhere <laughs> i don't know if, yeah. if, if psg want want sadio mane maybe we can cut you know what his, his stock's high at the moment he's just one afcon right like he's there's a chance someone might come in for something Please. Yes, that's fair. You already got your. I you really want Bellingham at Liverpool. He won't join Liverpool. He'll go to Chelsea or Manchester United, and I'll be gutted. But I would love to see him in a Liverpool uh, shirt. Oh. He's he's a heck of a player, and like you said, he can do just about everything. What I find interesting yeah. about this, Bayer Leverkusen's always a team that's up here, and they're in third. Mm. They're five points off Dortmund and a whopping fourteen off Bayern Munich, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Then you look for the other teams that are normally up here, which would be Leipzig, Wolfsburg, Mönchengladbach. They are all bad this year, which makes yeah. things easier for, for Bayern Munich. In fourth place, you have Union Berlin. They were in the Bundesliga 2 like three years ago, maybe even two years ago. Freiburg is in fifth. Köln is in sixth. Leipzig's in seventh after finishing. Yeah. Uh, they were second last year. But I guess that's what happens when you lose your best center back and your captain. <laughs> the well, the thing is, transfer window. Like you, we talked about it very briefly before we start recording. Germany is very akin right now to the way that everyone looks at Ligue 1. 
like with PSG, Bayern are pretty much the exact same. PSG have got a couple of challenges, but they are similarly running away with it and having having a really easy time. Basically, they've lost one game in 23. We're moving up to Ligue 1. No, I, I realize um, I've picked up on that. You know, we're professionals. <laughs> Marseille and Nice are chasing after them. Leon, who again, you'd expect to be a little higher up, have, have struggled quite a lot this season. Um, Leon might have actually, did Leon have a point deduction? Yeah, they've had one point deduction, but it wouldn't have mattered. Um, Monaco as well, not really doing it. And Lille, who had a phenomenal time last time, we're 23 games in. And they are 24 points behind PSG. <laughs> yeah. um, it's amazing how much they achieved last year. But yeah, we talked about goals scored. Like PSG are just running away with it. It's, it's as you'd expect in, in France at the moment. I mean, they also, they're well short of what Bayern's doing. They only have 51 goals in two more matches. So they're 17 <laughs> behind Bayern. Just to put in perspective yeah. how many goals Bayern has scored. The issue for Ligue 1 is that a lot of the big brand name clubs from Lyon down in eighth to even St. Etienne and Bordeaux, two teams that are synonymous with mm. being competitive league on teams and have great infrastructure. They're the last two teams in the league table right now. Yeah. Like they're in the last two spots. They could very well not get relegated. It's incredibly tight. There were four, three teams with 20 points and another one with 21. So all of that can flip around pretty quickly. But any, you have your league gets won by Lille. Now they're in 11th. Monaco's a team that has financially the ability to compete. They're in sixth. Marseille doing its absolute darndest. They're 13 points behind in second place. And Marseille is the only big team that I feel like is actually holding up their end of the bargain at all. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a similar situation, right? What's your expectation at the start of the year? To be slightly worse than PSG. It's not a bad marker to have, but it's so difficult to be competitive in a league where you know... Like ben Yedder's having a great year so far, but outside of that, like there's just not a lot of firepower in France overall, and when the, when I think one of the best strikers in the league is at Monaco, who are seventh, is it sixth, seventh, sixth? Yeah. It's it sort of tells its own story that there are so many teams that are just very similarly matched. Again, you mentioned that Sanetian and Bordeaux down the bottom, and traditionally have been sort of to definitely top half sides, definitely like European contending teams, and it's quite easy for them to slip down in the same way that Lille have, right? And they sort of came up out of nowhere last year. It felt like, and then even they've got the ability to go from first to eleventh just the next season. It's, it's yeah there's no consistency in france whatsoever <laughs> like it's quite other than psg who are always here, quite good here's a good way to conceptualize it the distance between psg and marseille in terms of points is the same distance between marseille who is in second and 12th place in the table yeah that that tells its story it's it's, it's, do what, it's going to make it quite interesting. We'll obviously try and cover this a little bit towards the end of the season because we're going to have some really interesting stories. Like if Strasbourg carry on the way they are doing, that's that'll be a great story. Honestly, the similarities between Bundesliga and Ligue 1 are kind of crazy because yeah. that's where Union Berlin is in, this, in the table. Another team that just should be in the bottom half of the table by every indication, but just happens to be putting together these great results out of nowhere Strasbourg's won four of its last five matches yeah no it, it was, it'd be really interesting to see who finishes in the Champions League places next year and how different the Champions League could look if some of those sides get in there uh, it's quite exciting I, I like the fact it's been mixed up a little bit aside from at the top where the, the league titles have <laughs> yeah, been decided the, the, um, including La Liga I mean and you go to the Premier League where we're going to get to at some point and it's a 12 point gap and none of Europe's leagues are interesting 
except for Italy right now. When it comes to who's... Well, good, lovely leg cage. uh, (laughs) When it comes to who's going to win the league title, the smallest gap is Real Madrid six points ahead of Sevilla, which you don't reasonably think Sevilla is going to be able to close down in the last 15, 12 matches of the season, whatever it is. I hate math. I think it's 15 (laughs) matches. Uh, that's probably not going to happen. But in Italy, you have three teams within a point, which means that Serie A should be what we're paying attention to down the stretch. Well, at last, Italy is becoming like one of the most engaging uh, leagues around Europe. But you like growing up, see, like there was a program on one of the channels. Terrestrially, uh, I can't say that word. Um, basically, one of the free channels, Channel Four, you'd get uh, Football Italia, which would in depth show like the, the, the Italian football. So in England, there's like this. I don't know, like this cultured love of Italian football that shouldn't really exist. So when they beat us in the Euros final, we we hate it, but we also appreciate their hair. It's one of those situations. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got Inter, Inter Milan, Napoli and AC Milan currently. Uh, 53, 52 and 52 points respectively. The fact they've got the Milan rivalry in there. But the big story for me is, and this is what we want to keep keep an eye on, right? It's like... Da-da-da, da-da-da. Because Juventus have signed Velhovic and oh, that that could get spicy if they start actually scoring goals at the same rate that the other three are. It's hilarious because you look at so twenty-one matches, sixty-eight goals for Bayern. Juventus has thirty-six goals in twenty-four matches. So that signing of Dusan Vlahovic makes more sense. It it also makes sense. They threw a ton of money at him, and the whole exit from Fiorentina was incredibly ugly and. Uh, but I'm certainly not the most educated person on that topic. But I, I do. I'm starting to see a trend, and I'm going to sidetrack here, where players will try to leave on freeze so that they can get more of the money. That's what Fiorentina yes. was accusing Vlahovic of doing was stalling so that he could get more money leaving on a free. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's fair. I, th- I think it's arguably what I don't think it's necessarily the player's fault in this situation as well. I think a lot of pl- a lot of clubs have signed players to big contracts, and actually, what we're seeing in, in Europe a lot at the moment are clubs underperforming. So players thinking, well, they're not going to let me go because I'm still one of the biggest assets to those clubs. So I'll just wait until my contract runs down, take a big signing on fee, and everyone wins apart from the clubs who are obviously right. desperate to cash in on these big investments they've made with certain players like the, the best example we have at the moment in england is paul pogba at manchester united and the idea that his contract is just sort of running down there's his acceptance he's going to leave but at the same time he cost 80 million and the the marketing aspects of paul pogba is massive and again i think fiorentino as, as you mentioned right we're desperate to cash in on the money for one of the prize assets in italy right now it was talked about a move across europe so the fact that juventus have got him it's a bit of a coup, really, for him to is. go to a domestic rival. And now, again, they, well done, Juventus. They identified, we don't score any goals. So they've <laughs> got someone that's that's really good at doing it. I can't, do you know what? I'm looking, I'm just looking now through the uh, the top goal scorers because I want to see where Juventus' top goal scorer is. There isn't a player on this list other than Dybala, who's got seven uh, in 18. <laughs> so they really are missing, as much as this is the question, of, you know, just sticking with United briefly, the question of whether Ronaldo is doing the business at Manchester United enough. Well, Juve uh, <laughs> are really missing his goals. <laughs> so uh, yeah. maybe he could just go back there. If you, the, uh, In terms of goals for, if you go down the league table, the, the the first team that Juventus has scored more goals than is all the way down in 10th place, and that is Torino. And to yeah. be fair to Torino, they've played one less match. 
So they have. Yeah. Have well, chance. then Empoli and Sassuolo have also scored more than Juve. And they are and that's, 11th and, that's and 12th. 11th and 12th. And the next one's yeah. 13th, Bologna. Um, to be fair, after that point, they have scored more goals than everybody from 13th down on the table. But you're Juventus. And that's <laughs> that's your goal. This is Juventus <laughs> in fourth. Like, yeah, you'd hope so. Oh. So I, I, I'm going to convict you now. And I'll, I'll, I'll take the abuse coming into the season. I think that I think Juve will win the league. Oh, that's a tough. There's seven points back right now. You have Inter at 53, Napoli and AC Milan at 52, and then Juventus at 45. With yeah. Atalanta eight sneaking points, behind points, them, yeah. Atalanta's at 43, but they actually have a match in hand on Juventus, which means if Atalanta wins, there are four teams ahead of Juventus at that point. Inter also has yeah. a match in hand on Juventus, which if they win, they're 11 points clear. But you're saying Juventus is going to win the league. I just, I've just got, a, I don't necessarily want it to happen. I've just got this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shark like feeling about Juventus who are lurking deep waters. Oh, I, they I pulled themselves happening. up to to their credit without a goal scorer. Juventus and its its massive infrastructure and its its uh, what's the its pride essentially have pulled themselves back into the top four after a really poor start. Vlahovic is the perfect player for them. Yes. I've watched his his goal compilations and stuff. He's not somebody that runs with the ball for a long period of time or scores from outside the box with a bunch of consistency, but he's a big physical dude who gets in the box, finishes with both feet in his head very well, kind of like an older Ronaldo is is yeah. the way that is the way that he plays so he fits right into the team it, like you said it's a coup i mean somebody i assume somebody else was going to sign him i'm surprised vlahovic wanted to go to a juventus team that has not exactly been inspiring i don't think they're going to win i i think inter's going to win another league title i i really this inter team they they went out and won the league i'd love it honestly if napoli won because southern italy has a really distinct lack of trophies it's all the northern italian clubs where inter ac milan and juventus of course all are napoli winning one for southern italy would be what i'm rooting for but i think inter milan's gonna win yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be great like juventus are basically now suffering for a really poor start the league campaign they didn't start well at all around october as well didn't have a good time of it and haven't lost in their last i think 10 or 11 league games and now they've got a man in that is going to score in big moments for them i suspect he's already got one in one so like I, I just got i've got a sinking feeling yeah. that by the end of, they're on the it's way it's funny because they they they, talk, they they finished ahead of chelsea in the champions league group like they they, they topped the champions league group uh, which was chelsea i think zenit and malmo i want to say were in that group and then they got 15 points um they they, they lost four nils to chelsea but the rest of the games they were really comfortable in and now they've got this guy like defensively they're strong like you think about the, like the, the bat line they're working with um is made up of players like delit and chiellini's still there alexandro bonucci it's still really strong if they can again just have that one player up front that starts to be the difference maker then i'm gonna i'm gonna say it i think they'll win the league oh no <sighs> It makes me feel sick, but it's possible now. It's po- And if they don't yes, next year, possibly. you probably make them the league favorite. Yeah, I guess it depends what the uh, what the Milans do. Like, I would, my, if, if, if I could pick a team, like you mentioned Inter and Napoli, it would be Ibra winning the league with AC Milan. That'd and be just hilarious. Going, I'm, I'm done now. Like, that'd be great. Well. <laughs> he's walking out with a league title yeah, at mate. 45 or whatever he is. He's, yeah, he's, he, the, 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 official, the club officials are going, we really have to put that in the, in, in the, you know, in the, in the museum. And he's just got, no, no, Zlatan's. And just walk, takes it, puts <laughs> it in his own house. He's just like, that, that's, just that, that, that'd be my trophy. Oh, goodness me. Uh, well, 
Juventus, I, I think, over the next couple of years is going to find itself back in its dominant position because neither Inter or AC Milan or Napoli or Atalanta, to their credit for all of a sudden being a relevant club in this conversation, has been able to separate themselves at the top thus far. I mean, Inter won last year and they might be able to repeat the Scudetto this year, but I think Juventus is eventually going to get back to a position that, say, a Manchester City holds, where even when they don't win the league, you're kind of aware that they're the best team and they're going to be the favorite the next year. And that's what's happened this year. They've completely... Uh, the rumor at the beginning of the year was that Chelsea... The rumor, the my kind of speculation was, well, Chelsea won the Champions League, right? They have, an, uh, they have a shot to win the league this year. Liverpool needed a bounce back season. And now Manchester City's up by 12 points. Liverpool has two matches in hand, which if they win yeah. both, it's a six-point gap to try and get to City. Yeah. But that's impossible, by the, by the, right? By the time, by the, no, 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 no. By the time people listen to this, we'll have beaten uh, whoever we're playing. I don't, I don't even know who it is. Whoever we're playing tonight, Leicester, uh, I hope. Wow, what a fake any, fan. They're only nine points know. behind. They're only, they're only nine points. I've got a network game. I've got to worry about Kev's anus tonight. <laughs> so I've got a lot, lot to think about. Um, one one team we should talk about before as we as sort of wrap up our European roundup. Obviously, the Premier League we can come to okay. another day. Um, is the Eredivisie, which okay. I mean, if if you want a team, Google it now. See <laughs> if you want a team. Now we we've, are... we've looked at this a couple months ago, and Ajax were not <laughs> doing well. Ajax Ajax now have played twenty one games, have conceded five, and have scored sixty four. <laughs> Ah, ah, ah. So if you want a dominant team around Europe oh, right now, okay. Sebastian Haller uh, has got 23 and 23 starts. Uh, is firing on all cylinders. Anthony's yeah. having a good time of it. Tadic is having a good time of it. Burkhouse is having a good time of it. Like, they are, they're doing loads of fun things over right. They're basically having the time of their lives. They're five points clear of PSV. Uh, Final just just a point behind them. But it's, again, it's sort of that that front three uh, or that top three are consistently good. Yeah, Hull has, Hull has left West Ham a couple of years ago and just gone to the Divisi and become like one of the best strikers in Europe. If you didn't know anything about European football before, before yeah, you started, looking to go. That guy in Holland, yeah, that guy in the Netherlands is doing amazing. An absolute um, deity out there. What's amazing to me is that PSV was actually in the lead in this league two yeah. matches ago. Yeah. They went out, they lost to Ajax 2-1, to one, and then rather brutally in their last match, they lost to AZ Alkmaar, who's in fifth right now. They lost to them 2-1. to one. If they had drawn Ajax and beaten AZ Alkmaar, PSV would still be ahead of Ajax, even though Ajax has only <laughs> conceded five goals all year. Yeah, Ajax have won 5-0. I'm just looking now. Uh, six times. <laughs> one of those was against PSV. <laughs> Like it's, yeah, well. it's it's terrifying, really. They've also won nine nil against Camber, um, which not great. And I should say they're eighth. So, so it's not <laughs> like, they're like a team that are really bad. They are. They, they score a lot of goals. They don't concede. As I say, they've conceded. I just say it again: five goals in twenty-one matches. I will be. Keep, I will keep you informed on Ajax's defensive record uh, throughout the rest of the season. I've got a feeling they might win the league. I, I have a slight feeling. How about this? Do they have a shot at the Champions League? They've got a nice no, draw. No, stop Z. They, they, they have down. a nice draw. They play Benfica in the in the round of sixteen. Benfica are quite good though. Benfica aren't well, that obviously bad. the Champions League knockouts. Everybody's going to be good. But if you have to choose somebody <laughs> out of the Champions League knockouts to play, Benfica is probably pretty high on yes. the list. Okay, yeah. No, and then that, that drops but, um, Ajax into the quarterfinals as this team that's humming, beating everybody five to nothing in their own league. Yeah, you would expect the Benfica side that's got Darwin Nunes in fine form right now. 
to be pretty good. Rafa Silva's having a really good year. But yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, do you want... Well, again, we'll keep you updated. Although, alternatively, look it up yourself. Uh, <laughs> Google it yourself. Unbelievable. <laughs> there we go. There's, there's your European Roundup listeners. That was ah, good. That was concise. I know. <laughs> we kept it under an hour, which I think yeah, that's yeah. a really good improvement because we used to... I think we've talked about Neymar for an hour before while trying to get through League <laughs> So we've, we've, we, this is professionalism. This is professional development on a scale that is rarely seen. Ben, I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me. Right. This is a dual podcast <laughs> where two hosts present at the same time. Bye, listeners. I just I just rebroke my head. I just had my headphones taped because they're broken, and I just hit them against yeah. the mic because I was laughing, and now they're broken again, and now I'm sad. But... Uh, next week it'll be Zealand and the guy who's doing the sheet metal. I can't believe it. Hey, do you want it? Hey, he he's he's accosting that man.